Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What is Cafe Mocha? Cafe Mocha is experts, celebrities. What's up? This is Belvedere DeVoe. This is Julie Idris Elba. This is Fantasia. This, this is Invo. This is India Ari. Hey, what's up? This is Brandy. Music and features from a woman's perspective. Intriguing conversation. Espresso. The Mocha Mix. So much more. All from a woman's perspective. What flavor are you, baby? This is Cafe Mocha. I'm Angelique along with Lonnie Love. It's Leo season and Yo-Yo's birthday weekend. So she's off somewhere on a beach posting pictures on Instagram. This weekend, we're talking about how Hollywood likes to stereotype black men on TV. You know how it is. Black men need to play the drug dealing thug, the funny guy next door, the nerdy dude. Well, Cedric the Entertainer has a new series that shows just how complex the black man is, and it's unapologetically black. Cafe Mocha begins now. It's Cafe Mocha, Angelique, along with Lonnie Love. Lonnie, how was your birthday? Oh, my goodness, Angelique. I had such a good time. I dropped my cake. I was so happy on the boat. It just, I just dropped it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I had a great time. And um, it was, you know, you know, everybody having yacht parties. J-Lo had her being. I had Ooh. my James and I dropped my cake and it was great. You know, <laughs> so and what I heard that you have a new project coming up. Yeah, on HBO Max, they're rebooting. Um, you remember Yogi Bear and all those guys? Yeah, they have a new show called Jellystone. It's a cartoon, and I play my rug. Really? No, listen now. If you come up in this cafe, what you gonna have to do, huh? Nothing but brown liquor, a lot of love. Nothing but brown liquor. Now we're gonna definitely have to watch it. So it'll be uh July 29th. That you can catch it on HBO Max. Are it's you excited? Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it. You know, we we taped during the pandemic straight from the house. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. so, yeah, it's pretty neat. And it'll be nice to see those old characters again, like Jabba Jaws. And oh, you remember uh, those, right? Yeah, I love that. HBO is doing so much. It's so good. You know, also, I've been doing E Daily Pop, which comes on in the morning. It's live, it's one hour. And I have so much fun with Justin Sylvester and Morgan Stewart. Uh, we go over all the, uh, the the happenings of the day. So if anybody has E, or you can check it out on E on Demand, it's always good. And I just hosted the Emmys. Um, where Karuchi Tran won her first Emmy and she is the first AAPI person. Asian American Pacific Islander. Yes. To win an Emmy in daytime or prime time. So that's disgusting. That's disgusting. Are you saying AAPI Asian American Pacific Islander female or just period? Period. So how is it that, um, La Bamba, what's his name? Lou Diamond Phillips. How how does Lou Diamond Phillips have a freaking 40 year career and he doesn't have an Emmy? And Karuchi Trent, I mean, like, no disrespect to Karuchi, 
but that's messed up. Yeah. I mean, I mean I'm very, I'm very happy for her. I'm very happy that we've crossed this threshold, but I would have to say that Lou Diamond Phillips has to be tripping right now. Well, you know, I know I am. This is why we have to actually call out this kind of stuff. When people say, why y'all say the first this and the first that? This is the reason why we say it. So definitely congratulations to her. Congratulations to you. Congratulations to Cafe Mocha. We doing our thing. It's Cafe Mocha. Angelique along with Lonnie Love on the line. I'm not going to go down uh, the list of some of his sexy roles, like the one in Being Mary Jane. But anyway, uh, <laughs> Thomas Q. Jones is on the line, actor and former NFL player, currently starring in a new series on Bounce called Johnson. Welcome back to the show, Thomas. And, you know, he's the executive producer. And this past Tuesday, we had a wonderful premiere for Johnson. Uh, For those that don't know, Johnson is about four Black men, Omar, Greg, Keith, and Jarvis, that made it in grade school. They've been best friends ever since. And they all happen to have the same last name, Johnson, no relations. So after 25 years of friendship, they're finding themselves in different places in their lives. Um, And this is the first show where it's really all black men and Thomas Q. Jones plays Omar and you did so well, <laughs> bro. I was like, yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, uh, Angelique and Lonnie for having me on the show. Uh, listen, um, I'm really excited about this TV show, Johnson. You know, we, we are uh, Deji uh, Larray, the creator of the show, my producing partner. Uh, we shot a pilot for this in 2017 out in LA and, and uh, hired some really incredible actors that just loved the project. You know, we didn't have a lot of money, but, you know, they loved it. It was a passion project. We uh, took it around Hollywood for a few years. Uh, eventually, we bumped into Cedric the Entertainer and Eric Rome through uh, Risha Archibald, who works with Bird and the Bear. They loved it. Immediately, they called a meeting with us. We signed a shopping agreement, took it around town. And next, you know, we're at Bounce TV with David Hudson. He loved it. Uh, he's new to Bounce. He's like, listen, I want to change the programming and bring some, you know, uh, provocative shows here. And this was the first one on deck. So, yeah, four years later, after shooting the pilot, we're about to premiere on Sunday. So I'm super excited and happy. And uh, the premiere was incredible. Great responses. Uh, it's weird watching it as a creative because Deji and I, you know, we pretty much did everything from the editing to sound design to scoring um, wow. to color corrections, everything. So, Watching it now, outside of just the, the friendly confines of our own computers with passwords, it was, a, it was a really incredible experience. So I'm excited. The question that I always like to ask our Black creators is, does a show like this ever get to air without a Bounce TV? Great question. And the answer is probably not. Hmm. Um, it's, it's very unapologetically Black. It's honest from a black male perspective. It doesn't really cater to people who are fearful of our honesty. Mm-hmm. And that's why Bounce was such an incredible platform for this show to be on. Because at the end of the day, a lot of times as black creatives, you know, our narratives get watered down. Right. Um, because, you know, we have very, very specific and, and raw lives. And so uh, I think with Bounce, you know, being the platform that we took Johnson to, they really allowed us to be as unapologetic as possible as black men and create the content 
that we need to see and that we hope can help move the culture forward. It's Cafe Mocha, Lonnie Love, along with Angelique, talking to Thomas Q. Jones, who is one of the executive producers and stars of the new show on Bounce TV called Johnson. Now, let's talk about your character a little bit, uh, Thomas, because you play Omar. Ooh, y'all got to see Omar, <laughs> but you describe Omar for us. <laughs> I would say Omar is it's kind of a typical misunderstood black man. He, he's got good intentions, but sometimes his energy may be a little assertive. And a lot of times, you know, when you're, you know, obviously colorism plays a part in, you know, black culture, you know, dark skin, muscular tattoos, you have a specific type of image that's portrayed about you. And that's what people expect. And if you give them any type of energy that, that says that stereotype, they don't give you the benefit of the doubt. And I think Omar's character is working through those stereotypes and trying to make sure that he also presents himself as, you know, a, a human being with feelings and that's vulnerable. And, um, you know, he's trying to make himself, make himself more understood. Well, what makes Johnson different from other shows like, you know, Insecure or The Neighborhood? Well, I think those shows are very specific to the woman's POV regarding Insecure. Mm -hmm. The Neighborhood is an incredible show, super diverse, and they drop gems on that show. And, and, it, and it helps bridge the gap between cultures. But I think this show is very specific in regards to the black male POV. And it, and it, and it helps provide balance in the business. Because if you look in Hollywood as, as a whole, there's some incredible content on, on TV with black men, incredible content. But this is just very specific to this narrative. This speaks to the everyday black man, and it's not necessarily a comedy, and it's not necessarily a, a, a crime-type show. Right. It, it's a very honest show that shows the black men that you know, your brothers, right. your uncles, your dad, your, your cousin, your husband, your boyfriend, your ex-boyfriend. These are those guys. And I think with this show, we're giving those guys a voice we're also creating a narrative that we're behind as opposed to someone else creating a narrative that can't really necessarily speak for us. Well, when you think about it, Angelique, there are not named one show that's completely just black, straight men. Oh, black, straight, right. Mm. That tells their stories. Can you think of anyone? We're talking about, think about- In history, just yeah. ever. Yeah. Not, not really. And yeah. not showing their personal lives. Like I can think of some shows that were had black males, but they weren't. It was about work. It wasn't. We didn't really get to their personal lives so much. So, Thomas, tell me, um, you explained Omar a little bit. But what are some of the other black men that we meet the prototypes of the black man? The beautiful thing about this show is that we show different types of black men. And I think in the media, a lot of times we're portrayed as very uh, monolithic and, and yeah. one dimensional. And that's yep. just not, that's just not the, that's just not the case. There's several different types of black men and we don't have the luxury in, in the media and, and, and in Hollywood sometimes to be represented that way. Uh, we have another character, Jarvis, who's uh, very successful, owns his own brokerage firm. And he just so happens to be in an interracial relationship married to a white woman. Uh, we have another character, Greg Johnson, who, you know, is still trying to figure it out. You know, he uh, has odd jobs here and there. He rents out in Airbnb. He's, I mean, he's a hustler. And he's in a relationship where 
he's trying to kind of figure out whether he wants to commit or not. But he's a very honest black man that is super pro black. Um, and he honestly, you know, is all about black love. So that kind of is a conflict between him and Jarvis. Um, and then we have uh, Keith Johnson, who is the creative, quirky, uh, fedora hat wearing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, black man that you wouldn't expect to hang around Greg, Jarvis and Omar. So we show all four of these different black men that have different energies and essences and how they coexist in the same world. Because when you watch specific shows, you rarely see these different types of black men interacting. And that's just not reality. In real life, we all hang out and kick it in our friends and our brothers. And, um, you know, that's what we want to show on, on Johnson. And it's like, what I like about it is that at least for the first two episodes, none of them are a rapper. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, it's just like real black men that are out here that you just, you normally, you usually see like the one black and it's like either he going to be the nerdy one or he or the hood, you know what I mean? The <laughs> comic relief, yeah. the nerd, the drug dealer, <laughs> the criminal, right? Right. right. Right, right. That's yeah. That's the stereotype. That, but that's the stereotype that we've seen for years. And I think those are the versions of black men that people are comfortable with. Right. They're very comfortable with with that version. You know, I mean, if you look in real time, you know, anytime you know black people speak up, you know, whether it's something like you know, whether it's Colin Kaepernick, or they you know find a way to shut them down and and you know and and diminish their voice. And, and it's the same thing sometimes in, in Hollywood with content when it comes to black men. Um, you know, I think a lot of executives in Hollywood don't think that black women actually care about what black men have to say. And that's not true either. Um, you know, black men and black women have a very specific experience as black people that, you know, kind of only we can really, really, truly relate to. And if you, you know, shut down the black male perspective and black man's voice, then it's a one lane street there's not you know two lanes that are open for lines of communication and i think johnson will open up communication between black men and black women and hopefully give a specific perspective that black women can understand and um you know maybe kind of see some black men in a different light when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply it's Cafe Mocha on the line. Thomas Q. Jones, actor, executive producer, former NFL player, talking about the new series on Bounce TV, uh, his new series, Johnson. Just real quick, how are you feeling about the Olympics, Thomas, and with like Simone Biles pulling out? And I'm asking you as you know, a former athlete about the pressure, the mental pressure of having to perform. Yeah, I, listen, uh, I played in the NFL 12 years, four years of major college football, four years of high school. It's a lot of pressure. And sometimes fans kind of just see the money that you're making or you know, the fame that you're gaining from you know, your talents, but they don't understand that there's an emotional and a psychological element that comes with that. Right. You just don't get out there and do backflips. <laughs> you know, like, okay. you know, even though professional athletes make it look easy, trust me, it's not. I think... When you see someone like Simone Biles, 
say, hey, you know, this is a mental thing for me and I have to shake out and I can't really pursue this, people are shocked because she makes it look so easy physically, but they don't take the mental preparation and the emotional connection in consideration. And they wouldn't necessarily because if you're not competing at that level, then more than likely you probably wouldn't know what it would take to get there emotionally and psychologically. So it, it all makes sense, but unfortunately sometimes the athlete has to deal with the backlash of it because a lot of people just don't understand. And so um, I just wonder, do you think that we are paying more attention or we should be paying more attention to the mental health of athletes? I mean, because they really are, whether you're talking about football or these gymnastics girls who have been training since they were little people, you know, it's, they're not treated like humans. They're treated like commodities, like, earners like do you think that we need to be doing a better job paying attention to the mental health of our athletes well I think that it's very hard for some fans to see the difference between a professional athlete and then being actually human and when I say human I mean like anyone else that isn't a professional athlete because physically the things that we're able to do as gymnasts as professional football players they seem almost, um, you know, <laughs> almost like almost like you're an alien. <laughs> I mean, right. it's like, how does somebody do all those backflips? Like, how do you, even other professional athletes are looking at Simone Biles like, like, how do you, like, I don't even understand that, the five gravity. And then some people will watch professional athletes and they're like, how did he just run that far and I get tired? Or how did he get hit and just get right back up? So, you know, the money that comes with, our job description sometimes doesn't create empathy for fans yeah. because they see what we do. And even though they more than likely couldn't do it, the money that we make is so on a whole nother level that it should make everything. Okay. Right. That's not reality. You're a human before you backflip. You're a human before you run with a ball, Definitely. Uh, but that gets lost in trans that gets lost in translation. When you see, uh, someone on a magazine and someone, yeah, someone getting a big endorsement deal or someone, you know, just signs a four or five year deal for 80 million. It's like, what? Like you, you can't be happy. You can't, you can't just right. go out there and perform. What's wrong with you? So right. um, there's a disconnect and me being a former athlete that played at the highest level um, and now retiring and being an actor and, and producer and creative in this space, I can definitely understand why fans don't get it which is why I usually don't even entertain it because I know mm -hmm. you would never understand a lot of times if you haven't actually done it. It's like anything else. I've never flown a plane before. I get on a plane. I'm like, man, listen, I hope this pilot, you know, but I'm in awe because I'm like, that's something I could never do. Uh -huh. I could never, I could never do that. So I'm in, I'm, I respect what he's doing. I respect how much of a uh, responsibility he has and how he's able to navigate and get me from point A to point B safely. Um, you know, and so if he's making a ton of money, I would get it, but someone else might not get it because they just think it's just flying a plane. Right. Right. You know, so, uh, yeah, yeah. It's a, that's a great question because that conversation should be had more. And, um, you know, people definitely need to understand that we're humans before we're athletes. Thomas Q. Jones, you can check him out Sunday nights, 8 PM in the new series on bounce TV called Johnson. Thank you, Thomas. We'll talk to you next time. Always good talking thank to you. Thank you so much. All Always right. good talking to you, Lonnie. Angelique, thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. It's Cafe Mocha. Angelique along with Alana Love.
Olympics. Are you watching anything? Yeah, I'm watching it. Um, you know, because first of all, you know, even though there is no audience, we did have our first lady, Jill Biden. She was in the stands for the opening ceremony. Opening ceremony was fire. It's in Tokyo. You know, they love fireworks. So it's plenty of that. But um, I think there are already some surprises. Um, as people know, Simone Biles withdrew from the team gymnastics. Naomi Osaka, she's out because she lost her match. So these are some surprises. And I just want to say to people, this is the reason why they're called Olympians. I think we forget how hard it is, the pressure to be in the Olympics, the pressure to have this global stage. And as far as when it comes to Simone Biles, they are saying that reportedly it wasn't an injury. It was more, it was about a mental health issue that she was having. I'm not watching gymnastics now. I love her and she does amazing things. I know I should support. I understand. I'm yeah, not I mean, watching now. The United States as a, as a team came in uh, second to the Russians. They got the silver medal, but she decided to withdraw. And you literally could see as she was flipping Angie, you could see that she like didn't know where she was going. So wow. there was definitely something, you know, happening And instead of her probably hurting herself or I think hurting the team, she decided just to withdraw right then. They put in an alternate and they got the silver medal. So, um, you know, a lot of people are rallying. They're rallying around her because Mm -hmm. that's what you need to do, because now there's this big thing. People have to understand that not only is physical health important, but mental health is also important. And the same thing happened with um, Naomi Osaka before she entered the Olympics. She stopped talking to media because she said she wanted to protect her mental health. So um, you see how that turned out. Well, you know, you know, I mean, it, but you know, it's the Olympics and this is what happens. So, but there are some good things. We have some nice skateboarders. It's the first time they had skateboarding. We nice. still have track and field that we. Oh um, yeah, absolutely. At. So, you know, there's still plenty of things to cheer about and um, to understand. There is a Naomi Osaka documentary on Netflix right now. If you want to sort of get an inside look on her life and who she is, it's pretty interesting. Definitely. So just support the, you know, support the Olympics. If you're not doing anything, just you know, watch it on a Saturday. It's very interesting. <laughs> Here's your dose of espresso. Strong, hot news now. This is the Espresso. Superstar gymnast Simone Biles announced her decision to sit out of Thursday's competition at the Olympics. It's been really stressful at this Olympic Games. I think just as a whole, um, not having an audience, there are a lot of different variables going into it. It's been a long week. It's been a long Olympic process. It's been a long year. The police who defended the Capitol on January 6th testified this week. Harry Dunn was one of the black officers there. One woman in a pink MAGA shirt yelled, you hear that, guys? It's for Joe Biden. Then the crowd, perhaps around 20 people, joined in screaming, boo. No one had ever, ever called me a while wearing the uniform of a Capitol Police officer. And Cedric the Entertainer talks about his character on Bounce TV's new series, Johnson. 
he is living life to the fullest. The one that has that true uh, life that's on Instagram. You know, the houses, the cars, the robes. That's how Quantavius lives it, but he also gives it back. The Espresso is brought to you by Gold Series from Pantene. Created by black scientists, Gold Series works better because it's made better. The Mocha Mix with Gigi Sweet out of L.A. It is Yo-Yo's birthday weekend. She on the beach somewhere. Hit her up on Instagram at Yo-Yo Fearless. Wish her a good birthday. And make sure you grab your kids and get somebody's password to HBO Max because I'm in a brand new cartoon called Jellystone. You're going to recognize the characters. Yogi Bear, Jabba Jaws, Caveman. I play Ma Rug. It's really cute. And HBO Max is debuting a bunch of episodes this weekend. So make sure you check it out. Until next time, you can find us on all platforms at Cafe Mocha Radio. Cafe Mocha is a production of Miles Ahead Broadcasting in partnership with Compass Media. Executive producer Sheila Eldridge. For comments, booking, or more information, visit CafeMochaRadio.com.